Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Welcoming back to the Crotch Out Radio Show, the most electrifying autistic cisgender female in porn. The Puerto Rican Bionic Booty, supporter of our warriors. The engineering mistress, La Boricua Bella, Mercedes Carrera. Hello. Hello. How are you today in paradise? I am great. Good, good, good. Okay. Yeah, so... Well, let's get started. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the coronavirus? Well, um, I think at this point, it's okay. Like, I want to say some stuff that's pretty inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Am I on? Is it like yes. are people are people listening? Oh no, no, no! I'm recording. Okay. So I'm going to just say for the record mm-hmm. that. I'm going to say this in the event that I meet a suspicious end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I never take anything that's not prescribed to me. And I'm not suicidal. I want to make that really clear, like, for the record. So, um, you know, I have every intention on living. Um, So if something happens to me, it's like, just so you know, it's suspicious. I plan to live. And I don't want to die. Um, it's pretty clear at this point. I mean, given like the date that the vaccine was rolled out. I mean, come on. They, they rolled them out the day that the uh, electoral college met. Like, there's such a suspicious element to this. It's really fucking clear to anybody with half a brain in their head that the coronavirus was manufactured and it was deployed. Because anybody who followed Trump's campaign <laughs> and his uh, and his tenure as president knows that he he was very much a um, an antagonist to the big pharmaceutical industry. And uh, and Ivanka Trump even said it at the RNC. I don't know how closely any of you watched it, but she made a point of. of saying this during her her speech at the RNC. She said that one of the things she loved about her father is that he would sit there and as big pharmaceutical executives left messages on his phone and they were angry he would say, hey, you listen to that? We got him. We got him. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that he realized exactly how much they were going to get back at him. 
Because it seems like if you take a step back from it, the timing on this is super suspicious. So my suspicion is that the coronavirus was a manufactured virus that mm-hmm. was dropped off in China exactly a year before the election. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably... I mean, if you manufacture a virus, you manufacture the antidote at exactly the same time. That's why they had the vaccine for it, sitting there on ice for a year. Literally. Yeah, but and that's too, why they were able to manufacture an RNA vaccine. It's really difficult to manufacture a vaccine for an RNA virus. Yeah, because it took like 35 years to, to uh, develop the polio vaccine. Um, and we have all the, like, I saw this TikTok video, uh, of a doctor. He said, he, he said, like, we, we know, we know a lot about AIDS and HIV and cancer, but we don't have a vaccine for that yet. In under a year, we already have a vaccine for the coronavirus. I'm not taking that shit. (laughs) Well, you know, okay. In fairness, I mean, look, with polio, I mean, When that happened, you know, we were at a different stage of development of understanding, you know, uh, viruses in in total. So, I mean, it's it's not a fair equivocation. But, look, basically, if you think of it this way, Mm -hmm. if we think of it this this way, it's like they created a very, very challenging lock and, and a very, very challenging key at the same time. RNA are like the switches inside of DNA. Like, you know what a DNA spiral is? Yes. The RNA inside is the the, the little on and off switches inside of the DNA, right? <coughs> so like with songbirds, like two songbirds can have identical DNA, mm-hmm. but can look entirely different. They can have totally different coloring and feathers yeah. because of the RNA that's switched on, on and off inside the DNA, mm. right? So think of it this way. If I was going to create a virus, I know what RNA is switched on and off inside of it, right? Right. So it's like it's like a lock that I've created. Now I create the key at the same time I create the lock. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes. what they did is they created this virus and then they created the vaccine at the same time. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. You, you create the bioweapon. You create the antidote. Mm-hmm. So then what they did is they dropped it off in China and they made Trump look like a fool China. because he blamed the Chinese. So they made him look like a xenophobe idiot because he blamed the Chinese. Now the poor Chinese are then going, we don't know what the fuck to do because all these people are getting sick. And, and the way they dropped it off, the people in that region got a heavy dose of this shit. So they're freaking out trying to figure out how to contain it because they don't know what the hell it is. Meanwhile, it's spread. Right? All over the world. Mm-hmm. The whole world. That, you know, basically, the farmer said, hey, motherfucker, you want to fuck up our fucking uh, our uh, economy? We're going to fuck yours up. <laughs> That's what they did. Makes sense. And then they sat I mean, this is like, this is like Dr. Evil, Cold War, you know, Dr. Evil scientist shit. That's what they did. Lasers. And they sat no. here for a year. And then the most evil thing is that then they fucking sat here with the antidote and said, oh, yeah, no, we'll give it to you. But we're going to get you out of office. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make you look like a fucking dude because 
is on top of it, Trump didn't blame China for something that was like totally out of their control. They're just as mystified as him. Hmm. So where where the where where are you getting this information to to come up with this? Because I mean, a lot of people are going to logical deduction. Mm-hmm. Some stew. I don't know. Take a step back and look at it. Mm-hmm. Like use lose your, use your fucking you know like everyone just use your brains for a second. Take a look at it. Take a hard look at what happened. Mm-hmm. So. But I mean, uh, most people will think, well, th- uh, China developed it. They don't care about Why their. Why would China? De- what What would be the purpose <laughs> for China to develop it? How would How did they benefit from this? Well, I mean, they would. Uh, you know, they 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 destroy the world's economy, so that way they how, could rise well, up. How, how did they? How does China benefit from destroying the world economy? They are hmm. just as they own most of our debt. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Mm. No, no, no. The, the people who really benefited from this were big pharma. Because here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The only people who have truly benefited from this are the pharmaceutical industry. Man. Think about it. Really think about this. If, if you watch the news, mm-hmm. like I, it, it, it sat, I sat here and I watched this. See, I thought that this was all a fucking nonsense thing. I was sure that once the election was over, COVID would go away. Right. I was sure of it. I was like, yeah, once the election's over, COVID will go away. No, 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 it hasn't. Here's what convinced me that this big farmer's behind it. The fact that as soon as the electoral college was going to meet to put Joe Biden in office, boom, the vaccine came out. Hmm. And that's, and then I was like, motherfuckers have been behind this shit the whole goddamn time. And it was that comment, look it up, mm-hmm. of Ivanka Trump talking about how Big Pharma has been calling, yelling at Donald Trump. And, and her making the comment that her father would look at her and say, oh, look at them, they're mad. That comment, I remember that speaking out to me. Hmm. Look, he's been, he, he stirred that hornet's nest. Those motherfuckers <clears throat> own everything. If you watch mainstream television, and I'm stuck here having to watch it, like most people don't, right? Most people watch shows on Netflix yeah. or Hulu. I watch direct TV all day, or, and so I have to watch commercials. Every so, other commercial on television is something pharmaceutical. So you haven't you haven't been catching The Mandalorian? The, the what? The Mandalorian? I have no idea what that is. Oh my goodness, it's a good show. It's on Disney. It's on yeah, Disney. I don't, but no... But I'm I'm one of the few people left, like like when you're a jail inmate you have to watch commercials right right I I promise you every other commercial is something for big pharma mm-hmm. they own the world economy we live on a chemical prison planet right now mm-hmm. they own the world economy and they are not going to have some president fuck that up for them because he was going to cut into their bottom line mm-hmm. the U S is a huge market for them and so you know what. They put out some virus. Who did it kill? A bunch of old people. What? They don't care. A couple million dead old people. Those people are on their way out anyway. They're not big consumers. Well, I mean, they kind of are because old people usually uh, take... They're dying. They're in nursing homes. Yeah, but they take they're the most medicine. But they're fucking... They're, what, they've got a couple more years <laughs> on this planet. They're not going to have... They are not going to lose money on things like antibiotics. 
and insolent. Mm-hmm. Shit that they make a lot of fucking goddamn money on. Because Trump is going to be a hero and bring the manufacturing back to the States. Fuck you. No. They're going to leave that shit manufactured in third world countries and American motherfuckers and other first world countries are going to have to pay out the ass for it. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. So you think uh, Biden's going to raise the drug price, allow the drug prices to shoot back up again? I think he's, I think he's going to cut that Kodak deal that Trump just signed. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first things he's going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make sure that, that big pharma get their paying out for this fucking... Think of how many, how many trillions of dollars they're going to get on the COVID vaccine. Mm. They just... They, this is just, and then, look at them. They're, gonna, they're getting... All the, oh, my God, they're heroes. They created a virus and deployed it, and then they get paid to, to distribute the antidote. Prob- brilliant. I mean, problem, they, reaction, they, solution. Yeah, Hegelian dialectic. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the Hegelian <laughs> problem, reaction, solution. Oh, it's, it's fucking brilliant. That's what this is. Hmm. I mean, it's it's fucking brilliant. I mean, you got to hand it to him. I mean, this is this is sounds like the type of thing you would send James Bond to stop. But the thing is, that's not how the world works anymore. I wish. No, they, this is, and then, you know, and the thing is, they made Trump look like a stooge because he blamed this country for this. And this country, I don't, I don't think China had anything to do with this. It doesn't benefit them. They want Americans out there working and paying their fucking bills because they own our debt. They need this to be solvent. Hmm. Yeah. So this whole, like, let's blame China for it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> no, no, no. This, this was Big Pharma going, fuck you, Donald Trump. Don't you dare get into our bottom line trying to save fucking American. So in, uh, that, so in that case, I mean, China has a a stake in actually putting a stop to the big farmer themselves as well. What's that? Then China has, has a stake and a responsibility to put a stop to big farmer themselves. Cause I mean, they, no. they basically attack their own, they, they attack their people with this virus. They, <clears throat> they, they were not, uh, I don't. I don't believe that they had anything. They. they I don't believe they were expecting it, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything they could do about it. Well, no, I'm talking about after the fact, like make them pay, or after the fact, like okay, you, uh, you cause millions how, of our. How do you stop? How do you stop an enemy that has bio weapon? Um, and, and it's holding the planet hostage. What we just learned is who's really in charge. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I guess send the guy with the Chinese characters of 007. <laughs> I mean, the, the the reality is, we basically just learned who's in charge. Yeah. Makes you wonder. I mean, you know how how much deeper does it go? I mean, who are these ph- pharmaceutical companies in bed with? Are they in bed with the Bilderbergers? 
the trilateral. I, I, think, I think people give, you know, people give all of that shit too much credit. I think the pharmaceutical companies aren't are in bed with themselves. Hmm. Why would you need to be in bed with the Bilderbergers when you're lactose-smithkline? You're at the top of the fucking food chain. They don't need to fucking ask anybody permission. If I'm lactose-smithkline and I create a fucking bioweapon and I have all the money, well, who the fuck are the Bilderbergers? I've just created a bioweapon and I'm going to hold the whole goddamn planet hostage. True. Fuck you, Bilderbergers. Don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> Wow. All right. So, uh, this, you know I mean? this, like, uh, like exclusive. If you, hold, if you own a fucking, if you have a goddamn bioweapon, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, and you're Pfizer and BioNTech, mm-hmm. and you just created a, a, a micro RNA, uh, uh, virus, and you have more money than fucking God. Well, who the fuck are the Bilderbergers? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these, these, outdated conspiratorial names that people throw around are, are just some shit from like the 1930s, 1940s banking conspiracy books. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a Bilderberg? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody compared to Pfizer. Hmm. There's some, there are some people whose names are probably far more important in the pharmaceutical tech world that whose names will never, you will never know. And their names are probably behind the voicemails that Donald Trump received. Hmm. <clears throat> it's not for us to know. Well, that's something to really look into. I mean, you know, start looking into these uh, CEO, CFOs uh, of these yeah, pharmaceutical it, companies. It doesn't really matter. Not really. But the sad part is that Donald Trump <clears throat> could have been... <clears throat> One of the greatest presidents who ever lived. So for his hubris, his hubris, because he just, he, he, no man can be an island. If he hadn't poked that pharmaceutical hornet's nest, mm-hmm. if he had said, you know, maybe that's not what to poke right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should leave. If, I might not want to fuck with those guys. I should leave them alone. He'd probably still be in office. Yeah. You know, every P else he probably could have fucked with. Banking guys or the other guys. But the, but the guys who hold the bioweapons, probably not the group to fuck with. Because <laughs> they were like, you know what, fuck you. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> because, because, you know, the average, I mean, talk to the average fucking modern American. There are all kinds of pills. They believe in this shit, you know? I mean, look at, look at, look at Big Pharma. Here's an example of what Big Pharma's done. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, remember AZT? Remember all the, the HIV patients on AZT? Yes. Yeah, well, AZT, here's the history in AZT. It was a chemotherapy drug that couldn't get FDA approved because it was so fucking toxic that it was, you know, it was killing cancer patients, right? Hmm. So... So Big Pharma, instead of scrapping the drug, because they spent billions on the research, decided to repurpose it as an HIV drug, even though it was not a good antiviral. So all these these poor gay, it killed like 22 million people. I don't know what percentage of that was was gay men in uh, the U.S. You have to look that up. But all those poor gay men that were skinny and bald and were dying, 
you didn't have to die. HIV itself as, as a virus doesn't kill you unless you're, you know, uh, using uh, street drugs. Hmm. Really. That's, that's what we've learned about HIV. That's why people who contract HIV now don't die. If you're healthy, you have one minute left. If you're a healthy person and you contract HIV, well, I, I have gay friends who've contracted HIV who say it, it saved them because it actually turned their lifestyle around. Hmm. Yeah, if you get HIV and you actually have a healthy lifestyle, what happens is eventually your body will fight it off and your viral load will drop, and a lot of times you go into complete remission. Really? Without drugs. Yeah, without any antivirals. Huh. The AZT is what kills all those men. Hmm. Yeah. Big, big Pharma killed those men. So basically not HIV is not the virus that causes AIDS. No. Hmm. Easy. That's on record. Yeah. Big Pharma killed those men. Not, not HIV. <laughs> AZT. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. Thank okay. you for using. Oh, call me back. The caller has hung up. Thank you for using. All right. She's going to call right back. But while we're waiting, I'm going to uh, play a song for you from Section 8 Cartel. <laughs>
And you're back. And we just uh, okay. I just played Section 8 Cartel for everyone. So uh, we got Mercedes back on. Hi. So we were we were uh, bashing um, the ph- big pharma, big pharma, which honestly has been cool. a problem for a long time. Uh, yep. y- you're you, you know you're you're saying that you believe that they are behind um, yeah. Trump being Trump not being reelected and also behind the coronavirus. And uh, yeah. we 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 went through. Uh, I actually learned about what Hegelian dialectic means because I said, I said the definition. I just didn't know the actual term. So I'm half yeah. smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know what? You can look it up. I mean, look, mm-hmm. we've been through this before with the H1N1 virus. Mm-hmm. If you look up, and actually, I have a link that I should have gotten break. Um, in 2009, with the H1N1 virus, the um, World Health Organization changed the definition of pandemic. Huh. You're right? Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, did I give you that definition before? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So let me grab that for you. Just one second. Okay, change the definition of the pandemic, looking it up. Okay, here it is. Here's uh, I found an article. And hello. All right, so in 2009, mm-hmm. the um <laughs> and this is this is really, I mean, the fact that this has happened before is it, it, I mean, it tells you the whole fucking story. Right. This, I mean, this is like this is nothing new. Yeah. In fact, I I found something here. It says on the 10th of January 2010, the uh, the WHO, not the band, yeah. the World Health Organization, put out a press yeah. release uh, stating that they had not cha- oh they had not changed the definition of uh, epidemic. That's not true. No. Okay. That's not. That's actually that's that's untrue. Hmm. When uh when did when did that where is that? Uh, okay, this is well no the, the vaccine uh whale dot okay no this is not a yeah, see I was just googling my ass off for no reason um how <clears throat> okay the the virus the da, 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 da. here we go okay so I want you to look up this this I know this link still active. Mm-hmm. Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Daily. Co. Uk. Forward slash news. Forward slash article dash one two four. Wait 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 news. Articles. Forward slash what? Uh, it it. Uh, okay, dailymail.co.uk forward slash news forward slash article dash one two four six three one two four six three seven zero seven zero. Uh, if it comes up with that. Okay, <clears throat> loading it now. Okay, well. it should be. 
heavy drug firms drove swine flu pandemic warning to recoup <clears throat> and the British pound signed billions spent on research. So basically <clears throat> what happened. No, it didn't it didn't it, come out. Okay, so so just Google this. Daily Mail. Drug firms drove swine flu pandemic warning to recoup billions spent on research. Twenty seventh of January twenty ten. Okay, so drug drug what? Drug firms firms drove swine flu pandemic warning to recoup billions spent on research. Ah, okay, here it is. Ah, all right, got it. Got it? Yep. Still up? So basically what happened was the uh, European, I think it's the Health Commission, caught them. They they uh, got the World Health Organization to change the definition of pandemic on the H1N1 virus back in 2009 so that they could recoup the cost that they had spent on the vaccine research uh, that they had done on the H1N1 pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So this it, is on it, record. All right, this is, again, Daily Mail. Like you said, drug firms drove swine flu pandemic, warning to recoup billions, uh, uh, spent billion pounds, billions yeah. pounds spent on research. Drug companies yeah. manipulated the World Health Organization into downgrading its definition of a pandemic so that they could ca- uh, cash in on swine flu outbreak, it is claimed. And in inquiry heard yesterday that the WHO allegedly softened its critical uh, criteria uh, for declaring a H1N1 flu pandemic last spring, just weeks before announcing there was a worldwide outbreak. Critics said that the decision was driven by pharmaceutical uh, companies desperate to recoup the billions of pounds they had invested researching and developing pandemic vaccines after the bird flu scares of 2006 and 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, that was that yeah. was published in 2010, so you can link that. Now, I mean, if they would do that back then... Yeah. What would stop... And, and look, and if they, would, if they would push AZT... You can look up the AZT thing. I know there are mm-hmm. numerous articles online about how toxic AZT is and how it's not an HIV drug and how it needlessly killed millions of, pe- of HIV patients. You can, you can find that. Yeah. That's easy. Now, if Big Pharma would do that, mm-hmm. and if Big Pharma hated Trump so much, look it up. You can, you can look up uh, Ivanka Trump. Uh, at the RNC talking about Big Pharma hating Trump, right. President Trump, what would stop them from doing what they did? Pro- really? Uh, absolutely nothing. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, coronavirus has only killed a couple billion people worldwide. That's nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I rest my case. Right. So, anyway, that's my take on it. If I end up dead because of it, well, well, I hope I, I, I hope not because you know, Lisa Ann retired. So, I mean, we need you back working. Thing. You know, I mean, I, 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 I
Yeah, well, she probably retired because she knows that if they go back to work, they're going to probably start requiring fucking COVID vaccine. Mm. There's always only there's always only fans. Oh God! <laughs> I, you know I hate those apps because it's basically it's like you know virtual begging. Yeah. I hate those. I, you know, I'm an actress, not a not a you know virtual stripper or whatever. I don't uh, do that. I hate doing that. You know, I was on it for a minute, and I, you know, I I mean, I tried to do it and you know put some stuff up for you guys, but I just I hate like being on there. Be like, hey guys, it, you know, please give me money for a little bit of this. I don't I don't do that. I'm an actor. Damn, it's Skippy, my, you are you are an artiste. I'm an artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like those. I don't like that kind of platform. Huh. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Well, uh, you know, makes dating a lot harder because almost every girl that I meet has a fucking OnlyFans. It's like, oh, you're not yeah, interested? Yeah, that's what I'm just talking about. Like, it just, it, it, <clears> yeah, exactly. Every stupid girl thinks they deserve to be paid for now. I mean, it's just, it is. It's oh, like, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not really interested in me. You just want me to pay you 10 bucks a month. Pay for to... photos? I mean, what yeah. is this? Like, yeah. every, every fucking person's on a virtual <laughs> corner now. It's just horrible. So, um, you wanted to talk to me about, um, the, Melinda uh, Thomas. Melinda Thomas. Uh, what, what's so up? So I, so now, so now I, and, perfect segue because that's exactly what I was doing now. So I want to talk about Melinda Thomas. Mm-hmm. This case is absolutely infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we get to talk about it. Uh, Melinda Thomas is a friend of mine in here. She, okay, so let me tell you about her history. Mm-hmm. This woman is amazing. She is a stand-up conservative kick-ass <laughs> woman. She She's an all-American gal. She grew up out here in Southern California. Um, mm-hmm. So she, <laughs> her history is interesting because, you know, she she's a, a prior felon, but <laughs> her history of felony is, like, ridiculous because mm-hmm. she, she her prior uh, felony was in 2012, and they got her on, this San Bernardino by the way, can I tell you how ridiculous San Bernardino County is? They got her on fault imprisonment and assault with a firearm because she pulled a an, an antique firearm, a, a 1910 Colt mm-hmm. firearm, on a guy who was trying to take her her car. Yeah. So what the so, fuck was she supposed so guy, to do? Yeah. So she takes to her dad. Her her dad's a a, a firearm uh, collector and like gun reseller. So she sees this guy trying to take her car. She runs out there with a 1910 Colt. Yeah. She yeah. So she like pulls this fire. I mean, the guy. This thing's questionable as to whether it even 
fires. I mean, I don't even know, like, how many rounds this thing fires. Like, maybe what one or three. I don't even know. She gets this, you know, shyest things, like, engraved. She pulls this, this firearm in this guy. The car was in, like, a carport. She, he calls the cops. Wait. What, wait. Wait a he minute. Calls, yeah. He calls the cops. So, basically... So Santa, basically, California is just a fucking. I don't know why you still lived in in California, piece of shit, the fucking state that is. You mean you mean to tell me this fucking obvious crackhead could go and steal, try to steal a woman's car? She can't freaking try to keep her property, which she probably needs her car to go to work, so that way she could pay taxes. Yeah. So this asshat could go out and steal yeah. cars. And yet she's the one in trouble because he calls a cop. Like, oh my god, and she didn't yeah. fight fair. Like, well, yeah. like honestly, if she would have yeah. went out and kicked him in the nuts, would she still be? Would she? She probably still would have been in yeah. jail too. Probably longer time because yeah. that would have been. They probably would have hit her with sexual assault or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously. So she got false imprisonment. Welcome to San Bernardino County. She got false imprisonment and assault with a firearm because he called the cops. <sighs> and lost and lost her son. Yeah, no, she no, she didn't want to lose her son, so she they made her plead out. Hey. Then, um, yeah. So that, that's her prior. So did she did she do time for that? Yeah. So they made, I think she did like nine months or a year or some, something stupid. So fast forward to twenty eighteen. Yeah. I mean, this is this is where it gets ridiculous. Right? Yeah. So she learned a lot about the system because you know. Because of, I mean, this is a great gal, by the way. <coughs> I, I I love I love this woman. Mm. Just a fucking. And, and by the way, can I say her? In her childhood was tough. She had it. She had it hard. You know. I mean, and never once has she been a me tooer or a whiner about it. She's like, hey, you know, like it's like this is a this is the kind of gal who could whine about her childhood and doesn't. <laughs> never been a victim. She's she's a, uh, a, a I don't know if she's a, she's a pro MMA fighter. She's a, she trains with uh, Cobra Kai out of uh, Victorville with Joe Daddy Stevenson uh, Jiu Jitsu, which is a really well known uh, trainer. And uh, she trains with Joe Rodriguez. I mean, these are some big deal people, really well known in that world. I mean, she's 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 like the only woman on their fight team. I mean, she's a, she's great. Mm-hmm. That's the, this is what pisses me off about this. This is the woman who's had her fucking hard knocks in life, and they've really, you know, done their best to tear her down. She keeps picking herself up and fighting. Yeah. Literally. She was training little kids in the gym. Oh, wow. She was she's training women how to fight against domestic violence. I mean, this woman kicks ass. Literally. She's a great gal, you know, and this system keeps pulling her down. And so here's this is where in 2018 it gets worse. All right, so she's dating this piece of shit named Angel, and uh, he goes, so he, 2018, he shows up at her house, they've been fighting, you know, he, he, he's been drunk, and uh, so she kicked him out in July for domestic violence. He shows up in September. And he's pissed. He basically pissed because she kicked him out. Right. You know? Yeah. He, you know, and, and <clears throat> so um, he got to the house and he 
beat her up in the front yard. Hmm. And he hit, and he hit, and he hit her with his gun. And so neighbors called the cops, and she told him to just uh, stop and 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 give her a gun. And um, the cops got there, and she told them everything was fine. And and uh, he left. Cops left. And he tore the house up. She took pictures, and she she went. She got a restraining order, by the way. Hmm. So she did everything right. She went. She got a restraining order. She tried. You know, she went all the legal avenues. She did everything she was supposed to do. And again in September, he shows up. Hmm. Threatens to come to house. Threatens to come get his stuff. She said, "Look, I don't want to deal with this. I'll I'll meet you to bring you stuff." So she got a box of shit. She, but she doesn't realize. This is how vindictive this guy is. And this is a typical this is typical of domestic violence, right? He uses the system against her. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Because this is what abusive exes do. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's familiar with domestic violence can test to this. They will abuse the criminal justice system against you. <laughs> Anybody who's familiar with domestic violence should know this. And in this county, apparently, they're happy to allow him to do this. I should know. Yeah. So guess what? So so, <laughs> so she shows up, meets, tries to meet him at a neutral location. Well, she, you know, the gun was in the stock box, right? And this is a gun he owned. It was a ghost gun that he had built. He'd owned it before. You know, she's a felon, right? Mm-hmm. So she meets them there, give him his shit. Well, he had the cops there. <laughs> so, mm. guess what? Now she's a felon in possession of a firearm. It was a setup. So now she's a fe- so now they charge her. As a- oh, and then she he accuses her of sending him threats. He's scared. Now this is a guy who's a pro MMA fighter. Hey, <clears throat> what's his name? He's like, he, I, I, Angel Rodriguez. I, or, no, I don't know what his last name is. Sorry. His name isn't Rodriguez. That's from her boxing coach. I don't know what his last name is. He claims to be, his name is Angel something. I don't know what his last name is. I don't I mean, I think they protect his name in, in court cases. But this is this is a professional MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. She, she's smaller than I am. But he's scared of her now. He's scared because she has a gun. She doesn't have any, uh, bullets for the gun. But she sent him threatening text messages. Now, keep in mind, this is a woman who has a restraining order against this man. Mm-hmm. Who has come to her house and beat him up. She, she has beat her up. And, by the way, when he came and beat her up, he was out on bail for a felony. And he was drunk. Okay, so, yeah. She has the restraining order. But he's scared because she, she sent him threatening text messages. Hmm. He outweighs her by 100 pounds. And he's a pro MMA fighter. They met at the gym that she worked at. But he's scared. He's scared of her. I don't know. But the cops saw the- I don't know. It's, it's it's always those short, feisty ones that you know. You know, you're not you're not you're never really afraid of the pit bull. You're afraid of the chihuahua that will like really go cut like get a chunk oh, out God. of you. <laughs> she, she was. I mean, she had she had done everything she could to get away from this guy. You have one minute left. Yeah. Call me back. I mean, the, the, the whole thing. Yeah, let me call you back. Yeah. The caller has... All right, she has to call me back again, so I'm going to give you another Section 8 Cartel song, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it.
Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. And we're back with Mercedes. That last song was called Schizoid by Section 8 Cartel. And uh, Mercedes, uh, please continue. Hello. Okay. 
Yeah. So we're back, and you know, I mean, look, this is and this is a guy, you know, he he's got a history supporting her. She, you know, this is like a war machine type guy. Yeah, yeah. He's got a history of of uh, domestic violence with Who? other girlfriends. He eventually got kicked out of his, his gym. Yeah. He's no longer allowed there, by the way. Okay, so, good. Yeah. So I mean, you know, they came around to that, but um. Anyway, so she so she went through free trial. Um, she asked for an attorney. She was assigned Brock Shaw. So Brock Shaw came in. She was denied a speedy trial. She went to the. She filed a motion to dismiss and was told that she didn't list prejudice. Uh, so the judge, Judge Raphael, denied the motion. Brock Shaw called her in courthouse into the hallway, and uh, so what happened was Brock Shaw basically steamrolled her and tried to like get her to plead out. Just, it was a 16 month plus, you know, and a half. And, and, uh, tried to say, well, whose guns were these? You know, I want you to, you know, try to play the game. Like, well, basically you're a felon, so you're going to have to plead out. And she's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't send any text messages that were threatening. This wasn't my gun. Like, no, I didn't do anything here. And because I've been in your fucking system before, you know, I know how this works. Like, no, I'll take this to trial because I didn't do anything. Right. So at that point, because they, they weren't going to help her out, she went pro se. And pro se is like, you know, pro per pro se. It means you're going to represent yourself. Right. And this is a woman who also, in addition to uh, working at this gym, she's also an electrician. She oh. had her own, uh, yeah, so she's, she's very competent. She owned her own uh, electrician business. So, I mean, the gym thing was just almost like a peripheral thing she was doing. She's also a really competent electrician. She's doing really well for herself. Right. So she's like, you know what? I don't need you. I understand how the system works. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, that's when they really started fucking with her. Because they realized that they had somebody who wasn't going to back out. Mm. So um, then this is when the real, you know, prosecutorial misconduct started. So she showed up. This is, I mean, they started doing some really nasty shit. Like they changed her appear time at one point from eight, yeah, 9 a.m. to 8.30. So then she shows up at 8.45 thinking she's, you know, there a little bit early. Yeah. <laughs> and they pull her in. They, they take her to custody uh, because they didn't tell her that her time was changed and that she was in contempt of court. How's that? Raise her bail to it raised her bail to four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just just shit like that. I mean, just just like small town. Like one time they even like changed the clock time. Like they, they batteries out of the clock. I mean, like stuff you see on TV, right? Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, just uh, she was she was handcuffed, handcuffed and put in the jury box. I mean, just like. Just crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, there's there's other stuff here that's like really. Like, I'm not going to read all of it, but I mean, it. it I, I can't even believe some of the stuff happened. Hmm. Um. Then when you get into okay, this is and this is really interesting. Get into her trial. Her trial is where it gets really ugly. So juror number eight that she didn't want in her trial. Is the son of one of the sheriffs at the uh, station where she was arrested? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. That I mean shouldn't have been shouldn't have been done. Um. So here's where another thing. Uh. Mm. Her. 
So basically, they they edited the audio so that way it, she sounds like the aggressor. They, they, yeah, they they edited the transcripts of it. Oh, to make her look like she was belligerent. Yeah, I mean they totally they totally mocked it up to make her look like she is, and then they because basically it's supposed to read where she. She's supposed, she goes, Angel, where are you? And then he goes, bitch, you know where the fuck you are. And then and then she goes, Angel, where the fuck are you? How the fuck am I supposed to find you? And he goes, how, the, how am I supposed to find you if you don't tell me where you are? Like, that's how that's how the interaction went. And yeah. instead, they just, they totally pulled his part out. So then it just reads, Angel, where are you? Angel, where the fuck are you? How the fuck am I supposed who did to she find pi- you? Who did she piss off? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. She pissed them off because she wouldn't take their 16 months. And this county has a 98.2% conviction rate. Right. So 
I mean, per Penal Code uh, 132, mm-hmm. any government agency that offers any record or document known to be false or perjured is guilty of a felony. Uh, and D.A. Roth gave the purged documents to the jury as true in fact, knowing D.A. Roth also them. She should be entitled to a new trial. Right. So, I mean, and, and nobody's willing to, uh, here's Here's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for anybody who has any any ability to help her file these documents per Penal Code 132 She'll file them herself. She just doesn't know how to file the document. Like, like here's here's what um, she needs. She needs the ability to be able to file these. She needs help. And nobody in this county is willing to help her because, the, you know, it's crazy. They even moved her court date up. She was supposed to go January 26th, and now they moved it to January 15th. They, they really – so here's what's crazy. They – after this trial was done, this is what they sentenced her to. For attempted criminal threats with the possession of firearms, which should, you know, be a sentence of like 16 months with half, mm-hmm. get this sentence. They're doubling three years to six years with a five-year enhancement and two years of prison fires, a gun enhancement, and one year for criminal threat. It's like they're trying to give her like 16 years. What? Sixteen years. Sixteen years. I'm sorry. Was anyone killed? I mean, was she selling drugs to no. kids? I mean, did they catch her? Did they catch no. her jerking off in a school zone? Like, what happened? No. And, no, and and even even that last one, like those guys, like don't even get that. Touch. No, 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 no. No, it's like, and by the way, like this attempted criminal threat, they didn't even find any threatening text messages on her phone. The, the allegedly uh, criminal threat, there weren't any. There were no criminal threats found. There weren't any. There were no criminal threats. Mm. There were no criminal threats. Like, he was trying to claim that there were criminal threats on this phone. Where were they? And the gun was his. She had pictures of him from Facebook with that gun that predated their relationship. It was, and that wasn't and his, even taken into account. They showed it at the trial. <sighs> there were like the, the deliberation on it was like it was like five days or something. There was juror number five, and number eight, and juror number eleven were holdouts that they were going to convict her. There were plans. Now the thing about Melinda Thomas is she grew up in that area, and she knows a lot about a lot of people out there. Right. Literally, hmm. she knows a lot about a lot of people out there. So there are some people in that area that find her to be mighty inconvenient. Hmm. And they don't like how headstrong she is. So they're going to punish her for not just taking her time and quieting, you know, shutting the fuck up. So here, let me, hold on one second. I'm going to get you her info because I, she needs her, she needs your help. She needs everybody's help. Right. Hold on. Right.
Okay, so we're going to get Melinda Thomas's info. So if there's anyone out there who uh, who's in California, San Bernardino, wherever, uh, that can help her, uh, please jot down this information. I will put it in the description as well. And, uh, you know, help her, help her file. Um, because it sounds like, uh, she got a sit, a shit sandwich and she and shouldn't she be, did. she shouldn't be eating it. No, no. So she needs, she needs a good attorney, California or anybody who can help her. Here's her. So here's the case number. It's F is in Frank, V is in Victor, uh, I is in ICE. One seven zero zero two nine six six. It's a case file number, and then her booking number here is two zero one zero three four one eight five seven. That's for Melinda Thomas, mm-hmm. and uh, her her. Uh, let me repeat that actually. Make sure you guys got that down. Just in case you didn't get it. All right. Again, it is FBI Frank Victor Ice 170-029-66-201-034-1857. And her boxing coach... Uh, who's Joel Rodriguez and her uh, her jujitsu coach? Jujitsu coach. Yes. Out of Cobra Kai in Victorville, Joe Daddy Stevenson. Joe Daddy Stevenson, jujitsu out of Cobra Kai. I know he said he'd be willing to talk, so maybe you can reach out to him, Louis. All right. That'd be actually really cool. Yes, mistress. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And um, yeah, if anybody, if if any of you were attorneys who would help Melinda out, she file that. She just needs her penal code one thirty two. She needs to file that form to get a new trial because they just won't help her out here. They really, they really, really, really have fucked this woman over, and I really, 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 really want to help her. All right, so I'm going to make sure they've done. You know, they've done everything they can. You know what's interesting? What is I wrote about her case to Gavin. Yeah, and that those letters got intercepted and and returned to sender on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything I've written about her case has gotten intercepted and sent back. I've had to resend almost everything I've written about her. Ha ha! You can't. You can't. You can't intercept this. Yeah, they really don't want me talk. I mean, even right now, the day room is closed in between every. Everything I've written about Melinda Thomas, everything I've, I've like, even right now, we, we were talking, and they closed the day room on us, and I, they really don't like me talking about her case for some reason. Hmm. And I think it's because they know that I can be effective talking about it. Hmm. Well, this is because going this they is going did some on. really shady shit. They did some really shady shit on that case, and they know it. Mm-hmm. And they don't want it being brought to light, especially that, that Victorville courthouse they do they do a lot of stuff out there because out in the high desert think think um what was that uh what was that tv show with the meth heads well uh, uh, uh breaking bad yeah okay think think 
that's what the high desert's like. Oh. In Southern California. <clears throat> it's breaking bad. And they don't want anybody knowing about it. Mm. They don't like anybody digging around in that region. It's the last thing they want. And they and they're not used to having people like me stuck in this shithole area digging around in here, going, wait a second, they're doing what? Well somebody needs to talk about this. They don't like that. So usually we share the day room and I'm able to stand at the gate and talk to these people. Melinda's over on the other side with uh, the girls who've done prison time and they've actually shut the day room on me so I have to yell across to them. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I, I literally, I can't, I can't stand close to the gate and talk to them anymore. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally, she and I were talking, and they said, and they told her to get away from the gate, and they shut the dame room on us. And was, that was the last time she and I talked. And we still yell across to each other. Yeah, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And I and, and then that night, the letters came back that I had sent to Gavin, and they were about her case. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, people people love listening to to you on the show and. When you call in, they're like, well, when's Mercedes coming back on? When's Mercedes coming back on? Um, the hater, well, the, even the haters, like. To me, it just means I'm doing something right. I mean, if there's that much pushback about me talking about her case, then that means I hit on a nerve and that makes me that much <laughs> to talk about her case. Yeah. Then that means, that means that if they don't want me talking about it, then that means that that's what I need to be talking about. Exactly. I mean, what are they going to do? Put me in jail? Yeah. Too late, buddy. I'm already here. Well, they make they'll make you uh, scrub the toilets with your toothbrush. I already have to do that. Oh, I, I have to. I already scrub my my toilet with the little fucking razors that they give me. Razor so that works. Yeah, they give us these little fucking quarter inch razors. If you want to get this, the 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 grime off your t- uh, toilet. What you do is take the old razor and you take the guard off of it and you scrub the inside with a, with a razor. It's the only way to get the, the fucking calcium lime off your toilet. Wow. All right. Yeah, I like my toilet clean. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, but I, you know, I got, I got like a brush and I use like the Lysol like liquid and I, you know, scrub it nice and down and then I take some, you know, uh, fantastic and and spray around the toilet, you know, disinfect. You have one minute left. All right. Now, I don't get the good cleaning solution, so I just have to use a little fucking razor. Oh, all right. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. Beso, beso, beso. Ooh. I'm lucky. Well, oh, I mean, I'll talk to you next week, so have a, have a good uh, Christmas. Have a bad day for me. I will. Salam alaikum. Okay. Salam <laughs> alaikum. What's the name? Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. The caller has hung up. That's the end of my show. Donk.
Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.